Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Great to have you here. I want to talk to you today again about prosperity. I know the last time that I did a podcast, we talked about um, uh, uh, prosperity as well and knowing that God will take care of you. But I want to talk more along these lines. I was thinking yesterday, you know, it's like you you uh, post something online or when you preach, like you can just start talking about giving and reading a story from the Bible and, and you can feel the change in people. And, you know, the church that we're at here, the river, it's it's not like that, you know. But but then you'll have visitors come and you can say, open your Bibles and you say, turn to Second Corinthians or First Kings. And you start reading a story about giving and you're literally reading the text. And it's like when people realize this is a giving message, you can see them like clam up and people get offended. You could read a Bible, just tell the details of the story, give no additional opinion, just give facts and people people get weird. And it's because you touch their heart when you touch their money. And so the key for us as believers, really with everything that we do, the Bible says in Matthew 10, 8, it says, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, cast out devils, raise the dead, freely you have received, freely give. And so there's a hard attitude that's just open to give. And I believe, you know, I was listening to Pastor Rodney preach uh, last night and he said something interesting. He said, I don't wake up. He said, when I wake up, the first thing I'm thinking is where can I give? He said, I made a purpose that in the same way that I wanted to preach twice a day when I started in the ministry, I wanted to preach twice a day he, in the morning and at the night. He said, I wanted to give twice a day in the morning and the night. He said, so when I wake up, the first thing I'm thinking about is what can I give away today? And you know, that attitude is a uh, is awesome because I really believe that us as as givers and people who are grabbing a hold of the word, what the word says about prosperity, we we don't you don't need to be concerned about your receiving. You need to be focused on your giving. When you're focused on your giving, the Lord will produce a harvest for you. The word produces, the seed produces. And so yes, you know, praise, praise is rejoicing. There is an expectation, but at the same time, your, your mindset is let me keep giving so I can keep the flow of the harvest coming. And when the Bible says he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly and he who sows bountifully, I believe that's in two areas. I believe that's an amount. You know, if you have, and it's all based on what you have, right? If you have $1,000 to give $500, that's generous, right? Or if you have 50 bucks to give 50 bucks, that's generous. It's, but if you have a million dollars and you give $1,000, that's not generous, that's that's very small, right? If you got a million dollars in income and and you gave $20,000, you're actually still robbing God. To give 100,000 would be bare minimum. I wouldn't even say that that would be generous yet. Um, and so it's all based on what you have, but then it's also in the attitude of how you do it. You can give a seed and the Lord speaks to you, give these shoes, give this, and then the attitude with which you give it. The Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. So what I believe a generous, when you so sparingly, you so bountifully, in attitude, a bountiful attitude of, Lord, I'm giving this because I love you and I'm giving out of a place of love and I'm thankful for the privilege of being able to give. You know, when I look back, the years I spent in business, the money that, you know, you come in and, and it, it costs it costs money to live. So p- people have this mindset of like, oh, you know, I heard him talk and he made this much and he made this much. You know, you, you, there's, you, there's life stuff. You spend money, right? And, uh, but I look back over all the things that um, I did with the money and then realizing the amount that I put into the kingdom of God, that's what's going to continue to produce. And I'm not, I'm not saying I regret, you know, going on vacation and buying things here and there and furnishing the house. I'm not saying that at all. Um, but 
this, the ones that produce, the things I look back, it's, it's where I was able to give and give generously. And, uh, and so there's an attitude of, Lord, thank you for the privilege of sowing. Thank you for letting me be a part of this. I do this for I love you. And then we know that he takes care of the harvest. But I want to read to you from Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 in the Amplified Classic. And it says, therefore, I tell you, stop being perpetually uneasy, anxious, and worried about your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, or about your body, what you shall put on. Is not life greater in quality than food and the body far above and more excellent than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father keeps feeding them. Are you not worth much more than they? And who of you, by worrying and being anxious, could add one unit of measure, cubit, to his stature or to the span of his life? And why should you be anxious about clothes? Consider the lilies of the field and, le- and learn thoroughly how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his magnificence, his excellence, dignity, and grace was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is alive and green, and tomorrow is tossed into the furnace, will he not much more surely clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry and be anxious, saying, What are we going to eat, or what are we going to have to drink, or what are we going to have to wear? For the Gentiles, the heathen, wish for and crave and diligently seek all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But this is Matthew six thirty three. But seek, aim at, and strive after, first of all, his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right. And then all these things taken together will be given unto you besides. So do not worry or be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will have worries and anxieties of its own. Sufficient for each day is its own trouble. I believe that the prosperity message is there to alleviate uh, the the pressure and the the really the demands that that money and seeking after money brings. You know, you you find people that their whole life revolves around making money so that they can have fun, making money so they can have time off, making money so that they can live the life that they want to live. And and the Gentile world, the heathen world, seek after money. And money enables them to do what they really want to do. I wish I didn't have to work. You know, you ask an average person, uh, if you could win the lottery and have 50 million and never have to work, would you just never work again? And and the vast majority of people would say yes. And I think that that's uh, a disappointment because if you have to ask me if I was able to take 50 million and never work, my work is preaching. But even if it wasn't, I would say no, because I'm, I'm here on this earth to work. If I was for, forced to not work, not just able to not work, but hey, you're not allowed to work anymore. And here's 50 million. I would say absolutely not because I'm here on this earth to work and there's a fulfillment that comes in working. But God created the covenant of prosperity, the blessing and, and us being able to access it. So it takes our mind off of the basics where you have, you know, the majority of the world's not living in abundance. They're, they're trying to make it. You know, you see even here in America, it's like the middle class is getting squeezed out. We're up to $5 a gallon. I have a diesel truck, $5 a gallon, and, and the price of stuff is rising. It's all, it's all by design. You know, someone asked me the other day, they said, isn't it weird how diesel used to be cheaper and then now it's more expensive? I said, yeah, it's a scam because they want to increase the cost of living. Diesel fuel is less refined than the more refined stuff uh, than, than gasoline. And so there's less of a process. So it should by all means be cheaper because it's, there's, there's less they have to do to it, but it's at a surplus. And that's because 
trucks that ship things, and they can raise the the price of of living by shipping everything. You know, you raise the cost of shipping, and then you raise the cost of basically all goods, all retail goods, and a lot of other things too. So, um, uh, you see the middle class getting squeezed out. God made this so that His people, please hear me, His people would be enabled to not have to just spend their life thinking about the basics. How, go- how am I going to eat? How am I going to drink? What are we going to go on vacation? Can we afford to do this? Can we afford to do this? God wants you to take your eyes off of the basics and put your eyes on his kingdom. And that's why he said, don't worry about food. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're, where you're going to sleep. Don't worry about these things, but instead seek first the kingdom. If you'll covenant with God through giving, through tithing, through giving, and through seeking first his kingdom, he'll make sure of it that you don't ever worry about the basics. God looks to elevate people. God would like to bring you to a place like in 2 Corinthians 9, 8, where he's able to make all grace abound towards you, that you would have all sufficiency in all things to abound to every good work. So you're sufficient. You never think about how much can I spend on groceries? Can I afford to go eat out? And I'm not saying you're wasteful, but I'm not saying that you just eat out three days, three, three meals a day. I'm not saying you're wasteful, but it's not like a, oh, I'm on a budget for groceries. I, I, I think a budget's okay, but I don't, <laughs> I think maybe there's a time where you learn how to budget, but I don't think God, I, God doesn't want you to be on a, oh, I can only spend $400 a month on groceries. God doesn't want you living in that place. God wants you living in abundance where if you want to go to the grocery store and buy the next person's groceries, you can do that. And you're not thinking, you know, how am I going to afford to do this? God wants to bring you into a large place where if someone in the family family needs a car, you can bless them with a the car. Prosperity comes to elevate God's people to a place of influence and impact. Money creates impact. But, but I believe the prosperity message is there to let you focus on the kingdom. The people that attack prosperity, it's interesting to see, you know, people who have whole ministries based on attacking prosperity, the prosperity gospel, and then they're asking for donations. Well, you're asking for money So somebody has to be doing well enough to have extra to give you to keep your ministry alive. People misunderstand it. God God gave us prosperity so that we could make an impact in this world. So we wouldn't spend our days, no, you know, I'd like to go on this missions trip, but I just can't afford to take off work. You know, I'd like to go to healing school and learn how to be equipped and get this healing, but I can't afford to take off work. I don't think my boss will give me the two weeks off work. God wants you to be able to be an impact. If you'll let that get inside your spirit and see that God wants to expand you, no matter where you're working now, that God has a plan to get you to abundance. It may mean learning a skill. It may mean educating yourself. It may mean, it may mean putting, it, it most likely will mean all those things. It will mean that if you say, well, I don't know if I have a skill. I don't know if I, the Lord's given you something. Maybe it's a skill with people. Maybe there's, you know, some people don't like the idea of sales, but they'd be great at sales. There's nothing wrong with sales. There's I know the movies always portray like the slick, the fast talking salesman who's just conning people, but there's people who sell sales is a, is, is a dignified job. Sales is something that, that, that the economy runs off of good salesmen. And so, so depending on what it is, the Lord will give you a skill. Maybe your skill is speaking. Maybe your skill is, is technical work. And the Lord has something that he could do on the side. You could do, you know, d- development work in, in web three. And maybe the, who knows what it is that the Lord has. Maybe you have a, a thing that you enjoy and you pursue it. There's something interior decorating. Maybe there's fashion. Maybe it's whatever. As long as it's within God's will for your life, the Lord has a way to get you into abundance. And if you're called to the full-time ministry, then the Lord has a way to get you into abundance as well. And, uh, and through the work of the ministry. 
And so for, for, for you, your job is to ask the Lord, Lord, what do I start learning? Which way do I start going? But please hear me. God didn't intend for you to stay at the same level. And then I want to begin to wrap up with this, but it's your decision when, you know, you can press in and ask the Lord. And, and what he begins to do first is to check your heart, because I know the last thing the Lord wants is for you to gain the whole world, but to lose your own soul. So a lot of the foundation work for prosperity is the Lord getting your heart right when it comes to prosperity. Tell them that are rich in this world to be rich towards God. Have you, are, are you gone and have you stopped giving? Have you gone into a receiving mode and not a giving mode? And now you're just waiting for your harvest and you're not giving anymore. That's not the way it's supposed to be. You should wake up and say, what can I give today? And then, and Lord, thank you that as I give, there's a harvest that comes. You know, you take a look at a tree. If you're near a tree, look outside of the tree. There was one seed that planted in the ground. And then now look how big of a harvest it's producing. If it's a fruit tree, I got a lychee tree in my backyard. One seed that went in the ground that grew up into a thin little twig that became a wider. Uh, and all of a sudden we got a tree and this will be our second year's getting lychees. They're starting to appear on the tree again. The power of a seed. But God creates prosperity to get your mind off the basics so you're not consumed with your day-to-day living. His name is Jehovah Jireh. I will take care of that. I'm the God. I'm your provider. God wants you to unconcern yourselves with what others are toiling for. And so if you'll make the decision to seek first the kingdom of God, to be a giver, to be someone who, who's, who has an open hand to give, and you set the pattern of giving, th- there'll be a pattern of receiving that comes. And, 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 and you rejoice and you thank the Lord. And then you say, Lord, where can I give? Lord, give me seed to sow. Lord, I've run out of seed. Can you give me seed to sow? Lord, you've given me bread to eat and seed to sow. Can I have more seed? And watch what the Lord does. There's a, there's, there's a decision that you can make, Lord. I want to be a greater blessing. And, and the Bible says the liberal devises liberal things, and by liberal things he'll stand. By ge- the generous person devises. That means plans. When was the last time you were planning generous things? Man, who can I bless? Man, Lord, if, I, if $500 could come in, I'd bless this person over there. Lord, I'd love to buy this person a pair of shoes over there. Who are you aiming to bless today? God's given this as our way to be elevated in this life so that so that the basics aren't aren't something that consume us. So we're not we're not worried and 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 that we can unconcern ourselves with things that people toil for, others toil for. I love you, God bless you. If this podcast has helped you, if you would share it on your Instagram or your social media, we appreciate it. Love you. See you soon.